You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode of Bushwick Breakaway is brought to you by New York City. The process to edit out New York City from an interview later in this podcast. Also, Tanner Glass and Twitter. So, oh, did I mention Eternal Sadness? Because the Rangers played an awful game. All right, we'll get into that. Let's go. Breakaway fans, welcome to another sad, 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 sad edition of the Bushards Breakaway. Greg, say hello. I'm going to break the land speed record here and tell you why the Ranger games have sucked even more because of the Mets. <laughs> that was incredible. This Okay, I'll, I'll edit this one time because I didn't see this coming, even though we've already <laughs> talked a lot today. So Friday, mm-hmm. the Rangers obviously lost in overtime. Yes. Uh, Within five minutes of the Rangers losing in overtime, the Mets lost on a walk-off triple. Okay. Within, literally within five minutes. <laughs> I had enough time to flip the channel and see two at-bats, and the game was over. And, and get lost in seconds. Sunday, the Mets were losing 2 nothing to the Marlins in the top of the ninth with two outs. They tied it up, and then in the bottom of the ninth, Cespedes throws, a man, throws the would-be scoring run out at the plate on an incredible play, and literally the next pitch, the Mets lose on a walk-off home run. And that set up what turned out to be just an absolute shitty performance from the Rangers last night. So it's been a great weekend for you is what you're trying to say. You really have it all together. Hot. Hot. Amazing. Greg, there's so much I want to say about this Rangers team that we haven't actually said before. Some of it starts with this. Here's some practice notes from today. Are you ready? One of the the lines from today, here here are the lines from practice. It's VC step on Nash. Kreider, mm-hmm. Zabinajad, Glass. Kreider, Zabinajad, Glass. That's the second line. Or is that to the, be fair, or to be fair, Buchnevich was uh, rotating with them. So that, it, that is, it, that is it's a good chance Buchnevich is playing on that line tomorrow or today or whenever the fuck you're listening to this podcast. I don't know. I just want to say it's incredible that the one player who shows up for a playoff game, other than Henrik, who has been good, by the way, I have no, no qualms with Henrik, is Tanner Glass, the guy I spent my whole year crapping on. He's the yeah, one is it, guy. 
that's maybe up. the craziest maybe the craziest thing I've ever said on this podcast is you know you can't exactly argue that Tanner Glass doesn't deserve more ice time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really Greg. It is something else, man. The only uh, other players that I felt felt any I felt any impact from were well three. I'll say I say Brady Shea has been still good. In my personal opinion, he still looks like he's actually trying. Uh, Oscar Lindbergh like he looks like he's trying himself, and then Jimmy Vesey came out like a man possessed, and then slowly lost that ability throughout the game. Everyone else did zilch zada nothing. I mean, we had some chances early in the first, but really since the third period of the second game, we haven't done anything. Done nothing. Yeah, the Canadians have figured out the riddle, and I have no confidence of the coaching staff being able to change the question in order to capitalize. The Canadians now understand that if you clog the passing lanes in the middle of the ice and you don't allow the Rangers to play transition hockey, Rangers aren't going to do anything. Oh, because uh, they- case in point, the Rangers not doing anything for about 60 minutes last night. They was There was like four minutes of offensive pressure, and the only offensive pressure came on power plays, which didn't result in goals. So it's... The, the Rangers looked like a team that... Uh, not so much that they didn't want to be there, just that they're not capable of being there. Apparently one of the tweets today, uh, I'll try and give credit for this, but I probably won't, uh, is that the practice seemed like it was in mid-January, and everyone uh, seemed to not was- be responding. I got this. That was the Canadians, um, one of the Canadian beat reporters. And every Ranger or national, other national beat reporter was like, this kind of just looked like a Rangers practice from the entire year. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. And then the beat reporter was like, well, this is the first Ranger practice I've ever seen. So I guess that is possible. Okay. Well, uh, that's misleading. Thank you for clarifying. I, I appreciate yeah, it. I mean, I didn't really appreciate how every male beat reporter felt like they had a mansplain to this poor girl. Or woman, I should say. She is not a girl. She is one more accomplished than I'll ever be. Two, following a professional hockey team, and three, probably knows more about hockey than I ever will. So let's let's not let me take back that statement. It's just like it was annoying to see everyone like ah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm like ah, she might because you know the Rangers sure do seem like they're playing like shit. So yeah, no, that's really maybe she's the one that's that right. wasn't a far <laughs> that wasn't like a far from the apple from the tree there. Like that was easy to grab. That was yeah, <laughs> putting those the, together was easy. Let's see, what Ranger – I mean, the defense is what it is at this point. I have a big rant, another big rant, the 100th installment of my Jesus Christ, can our coaches not do anything with our defense rant coming up. But let's go over the forwards that um, are go, struggling and or not playing well. We can go each one. I'll do every one if you Chris, like. Chris Kreider. Yeah, invisible. Uh, Matt Zuccarello, take one more fucking penalty, dude. Like, one more really bad penalty. He has created a little bit, and obviously – Every time, every time the Rangers need a pivotal score, he commits a penalty. That's true. That's fine. And the, the double minor last night, when the puck was frozen, is, in my mind, rather unforgivable. JT, I, I can't do it. JT Miller uh, takes, a, takes Kevin, a face off and put hand pucks. <laughs> yep. uh, Ke- Kevin Hayes, are you even playing hockey, bro? I, why wouldn't we sit him for Pavel, Pavel Buchnevich at this point? It's beyond me. Why wouldn't we sit – You, but here's the thing. You could sit Kreider, Stepan, Zuccarello, Hayes. Basically, the only players that really deserve to remain on the ice, Tender Glass, some fucking how, That's and, and uh, Oscar Lindbergh. You can make a case to sit everybody else one way or another. That's how bad the Rangers up and down. I guess Rick Nash has been fine. He's been okay. I guess he's like I, – I don't – I guess I don't have a huge complaint about Rick Nash. He scored a goal, which is more than I expected. So but, not a, not 100% sure that – I, I don't know. I just, the Rangers have been bad. Uh, they're offensively, 
the Rangers have been bad. They have been unable to create scoring chances. What? And you know what's funny, though? You know what's super hilarious? Tell me. If Nick Holden isn't a colossal piece of shit and the Rangers hold on to that one-goal lead with 17 more seconds, I don't think we're complaining this much. Oh, no, we're not at all. We're like, we're down two. We're, 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 we lost one at home in MSG. We already took two. We're up 2-1. We're going to the last game. Like, even if we... Even if we looked like crap the whole game, we played that exact game the same way, but we won the game before. We're probably we'd like, spend, we'd pro- spend the entire podcast asking each other, "Is it just what what's wrong with the Rangers at home?" Like that would be the only theme of the podcast. That would be it. You know, we would just be like, "It's probably an off game. I don't understand why they're off at home." But now it's I, it's panic button because I I don't think I've seen the team outplayed that bad all year. I you know what my favorite Justin Timberlake song is? No, tell me. Seventeen seconds to change the world. Wow. Of an appropriate song. I actually don't know that one, question mark? Maybe. Uh, listen, Tanner Glass is going to be the... I need you to know that I was. that's not really a song. Oh, it's right? not? No. He's got like... Isn't it like I got five seconds to save the world? Like, isn't that how the song normally I don't goes? know. I really like Rock Your Body and Cry Me a River. So... Oh, no. Cry Me a River is very good. It's very good. I don't... At, you know what? You can, you can at me. It's a great song. It's a wonderful song. You going through a breakup in high school? Cry Me Rivers. Cry Me Rivers is good. Timberlands on the beats? Like, it's good, man. I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, also, Mirrors is pretty good. But the new album, I'm going to go into Justin Timberlake for two seconds. The new album didn't have any substance to it whatsoever. And he released a second one that no one cared about because it was crap. I Whatever hate... his most recent single was was shit. I there, changed the radio every time it comes out. There you go. I totally agree. I'm not going to get into music anymore. But the Rangers at this point, do you have any faith going forward that we could tie this series up? Are we winning? the next game at home in MSG? No. Uh, I'd, I'd be more surprised at this point if the Rangers win another playoff game. Jesus. I just, let, let's just let's, let's look at the facts. Hashtag, let's look at the facts. Okay. Uh, let's get into that defensive rant that I was going to have. Oh, go ahead. Nick Holden. Please. After game two, I'm sure you talked about this with James on the podcast. I'd, I'd be lying sure if I said I listened. That's fine. Fuck terrible. I believe that is the proper term. You don't like me swearing, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. That should be the disclaimer we even put before we post this thing. <laughs> Nick Holden, remember earlier in this year, you gave me grief for being so hard on Nick Holden. I did. Just incredibly hard. I, I, I was so anti-Holden at the beginning of the year, and you would come on pod like, Greg, come on, he's not playing that poorly. And I'd be like, no, there's something wrong with his game, and the fact that he's our... Third best defenseman is a problem. Well, you know what? You know what happened in the playoffs? Do tell. It's almost like <laughs> Nick Holden being your third best defenseman is a goddamn problem. He's our because... fourth best defenseman now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was on the ice for all four goals and basically scored the game tying goal in seventeen seconds. He was he was terrible. So props props to AV for somehow recognizing. Holy shit, Nick Holden. He might not be good. And taking Holden out of the lineup. But what does AV do? And maybe this is partially our fault because Holden was so bad that I think Ranger fans were like, look, Kevin Klein can't possibly be that bad. Uh, Spoiler alert, he definitely was worse. He was worse. Not only do you replace Holden with Klein, which is basically replacing a flaming bag of shit with a flaming bag of piss, is you you then go a step further and break up what had been probably the Rangers' best defensive pairing in the first two games. That's what, that's what the worst part was. It was cutting off your nose to spite your face. It was, 
It was oh, okay. So let's see. Shea and Smith is working as a pair. Let's see. Oh, it's working. If we really break well, them up and put them with shitty defensemen, yeah. It what should, happens then? It should be McDonough G and G. By the way, still okay with it. It's fine. It's okay. But Shea and uh, Shea and Brandon Smith look good. I'd rather have a third pairing that was just crap with Mark Stahl plus plus X, even Adam Clendenning, which will never happen because he's not even practicing. <sighs> you know what it should. You know what it should be. It should be. Shea, it'll never be. It should be Shea Clendenning. It's no, it should be McDonough Clendenning. It should be McDonough Clendenning. Wow. It should be Shea Smith. And then if you have to play them, just put Jardine and Stall together and play them five minutes. You're probably like, right. Like at some point, it needs to be about the Rangers capitalizing on any opportunity they have. And I think you have advantages with McDonough Clendenning, Shea Smith. Like this is this. You, you know what? I'm not. I'm not even against just Girardi Camphor. Sit Stall too. It's not like Stall has necessarily earned playing time in this fucking playoffs. It's never going to happen. There's no situation where Stall isn't playing. Uh, it's just that idea that I just put out there is never going to be something that Av even considers. Never. It, it, it won't. And case in point is today. The Rangers, as bad as Klein played, instead of rotating Camphor or Clendenning into the lineup, he put Holden right back in. Like, as, as if game two didn't fucking happen, or game one, or the last two months of the season. Oh, Nick Holden hasn't been good for a very long time. <laughs> Kevin Klein hasn't been good for an even longer amount of time. But let's not, uh, like, leave the fact that Nick Holden, for the last two-plus months of the season, has been terrible. So, giving him a game off is not necessary. That's the thing with A.V. He feels like he's sending these guys a message. The message to Nick Holden should be, maybe you're not good. <laughs> like, the message shouldn't be, uh, I'm saying, like, sit this game, get your game back on track. It's, maybe your game isn't, maybe your game is on, on, is on track, and that's the problem. Isn't, all right, isn't him sitting, holding, telling him you're pretty bad? No, because there's no punishment. You sat holding for a game, you lost, and now you're putting holding back in the lineup. When Holden was maybe number reason number one why you lost game two, it's it's not correcting a problem. It's just asking another question. Yeah. The AV is not a problem solver. AV just changes the question, and I think he's been doing that for a very long time. I've been anti. Maybe the what are the themes of this podcast this year? Adam Clendenning, come on the podcast, please. Um, the defense is terrible, and Greg hates AV. Yeah. Those are probably the three most consistent things. We've talked about all year. Absolutely. No, and, no question about it. And you know what? The only thing I'm seeing is more people coming to the, yeah, Greg might be right about AV bandwagon. Yeah, I'm still, I'm pretty close to being there. I'm not on the wagon, but I'm outside looking at it. Like, question mark. Like, uh, should I go in? I might. I really might. We have, we have a guest on the pod today, and we asked her. A her. Yeah. A her. A, a um, girl we, I don't know why women listen to us. We're fucking terrible. I don't know why anyone listens to us. We're fucking terrible. We're awesome. Not the point. Uh, but the question I asked her is my favorite. My favorite is favorite is not the right word. The saddest question that I've been asked in the last five years: If I had the power to remove one coach, would I fire AV or would I fire Terry Collins? And I'm at a point. I it is no secret to anyone who listens to this podcast or knows me. As much as I love the Rangers, they're maybe a quarter of how much I love the Mets. However, I'd fire AV. And I don't think I, I'm hesitating anymore. A, like, Terry Collins does dumb things, but he means well? Question mark? 
I, I, I think a question mark is our new catchphrase, by the way, in case you're wondering. I know you're not supposed to give yourself catchphrases, but <laughs> it feels like we're a, doing it. A, Terry Collins means well, or he tries to. AV's just a fucking idiot, and you can't fix stupid. The only way you can fix stupid is to get rid of it. I, so I, I think I would fire AV. I can't agree. Well, it's getting to a point where there was a, another point in this entire season. I feel like we're doing a lot of hey, recapping. Yeah. yeah. We gave Jeff Gordon so much credit we for did. rebuilding the Ranger forward lines and making the Rangers younger in a handful of moves. And you know what? Facts are facts. He still did that. At the same time, Jeff Gordon is either allowing AV to continue to play the wrong defenseman. He's allowing AV to have control over who is in his lineup every night. He's allowing AV to bench young players that can make an impact like Pavel Buchnevich. And he's either allowing or actively thinks a move like bringing up Tanner Glass helps the Rangers hockey team. So some blame just does need to get to Jeff Gordon because at the end of the day, this is a complaint I've had about, again, going back to the match because this mm -hmm, is what I know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My complaints about some of the things Terry Collins does is Sandy Alderson allows him to do them by putting those players on the roster. Jeff Gordon is doing the same thing. Jeff Gordon could solve the Rangers' defensive issues by simply getting rid of Kevin Klein and Nick Holden. He doesn't. I, I'm sure there's contractual reasons why he doesn't. And I'm sure there are – I'm sure he's talking with A.V. I, those two must communicate, and A.V. is saying, no, I can get something from these guys. That is having Gordon keep them on the roster. But at some point in time, if you're Jeff Gordon – and your coach continues to just play the wrong players, you have to take a step back and remove those options from AV's list. The only way Jeff Gordon could guarantee that Kevin Klein or Nick Holden is not going to be in the Rangers lineup is to take them off the roster. And obviously, Gordon never wanted to do that for reasons you and I may never fully know or understand. But as much as I hate AV and who AV plays every night, I can't blame him 100% because Gordon isn't taking the toys away from him. If the Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference Final, or even even more so. If, at this point, I'd be surprised if the Rangers make it to Game 6. Fine. I, this is a total hypothetical. We make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Stanley Cup. Do you feel differently about A.V.? No. I, I'm past the point of no return. Uh, because, again, I mean, look... We're talking about a hockey team that had over 100 points for, what, the third, fourth straight year? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talking about a team that pretty much played this season as well as you could have hoped for, considering the defensive unit they had and the problems Hank was having earlier this year. And here we are. Like, if the Rangers – I mean, let's just go back to game one. Was my general reaction to the Rangers winning game one no. one of hype and excitement? No, that was me. It, it was more I, it was more anger that AV's stupid plan worked. It really did, so but it's over I, now. I, I think that's a perfect example of where I feel or how I feel about AV. If I can't get excited that AV somehow looked into the fucking whatever magical – potion pot Dumbledore has in his office at Hogwarts. A.V. looked into that and saw that Tanner Glass was going to score a game-winning goal in game one and played Tanner Glass. And I couldn't be like, all hell A.V. Yeah. It was all, 
fuck AV. I can't believe this worked. It shouldn't have worked. I, I, the Rangers could win a Stanley Cup, and I think I'd be comfortable getting rid of AV. I can't say that. I would, I would not do that whatsoever. So, what, what is it? What is what has AV done to prove to you that he's a capable hockey head coach? Besides, than, rack up a lot of points with a talented roster. Okay, I mean, other than bringing us to Eastern Conference Finals, a Stanley Cup. Did he bring us to the Eastern Conference Final, or do the Rangers have a very talented roster? It's not like we ever had a superstar. Why well, we had Henry Lundqvist? So never mind. So yeah. Yeah, the Rangers have had Lundqvist, who for the last ten years has. If the Rangers haven't had Lundqvist, we've probably made the playoffs three times in the last ten years. You're probably right. I I mean, take away Lundqvist, though. Have we ever really had some sort of superstar or any sort of offense whatsoever? Even no, but the Rangers also haven't didn't get to the Stanley Cup final, winning games five nothing in the playoffs. They won every game two to one. Yeah. The offense has always been a problem. The, this isn't a new problem. This I mean, this year it's a new problem because once upon a time the Rangers were scoring five goals a game, but the Rangers' offense in the postseason has almost never been there. And the Rangers' power play under AV has never been good no, in the playoffs. So to that, say... I think you're going to stop it being good. I mean, it's never really I, been I mean, great. at one point in time, I think it was good. It was before you <laughs> or I were competent. And you can make the case that we're still not. But you know what else is incompetent? The Rangers' power play. Hey-oh. Um, no, I, I honestly... The Rangers' deep playoff runs were all about Hank. And the Rangers not giving up goals. Well, the Rangers are going to give up goals now because the defense is fucked terrible. And Hank, Hank has been the second best player in this series. The best player in this series has been Alexander Radulov. He's been incredible. I mean, Carey every Price time he touches the ice. It's, it's, has Carey Price been good? Because uh, last I checked, the Rangers had less than twenty shots last night. That's fair. And you don't even have to be a good goalie to stop twenty shots. I would say the third best player in the, on this team on this in this series has been Gallagher. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can make. I think you can make the case Carey Price hasn't even been one of the three most important Canadians in this series because the Canadians aren't allowing the Rangers. Either I, I think it, I think it's fifty fifty. The Canadians aren't allowing the Rangers to play their normal style of offense, which is transition hockey. So the, the Canadians deserve defensive credit there. But the other part of it is the Rangers can't control the puck. And they can't control the puck because their defense bleeds possession. And when your defense bleeds possession, you can't control the puck. You're not going to create scoring opportunities. And that's exactly what we saw in game three. And that's hockey. So if, if the Canadians are going to shut down the Rangers transition hockey, which is the lifeblood of their offense, and if their defense is going to bleed possession, then I don't know how you can be surprised if the Rangers – it would be more surprising for the Rangers to have more than 18 shots in the game. I don't even know where to go from here. I think it's... Uh, sim simple. Get rid of AV. Sign Shattenkirk. Sign five more other defensemen. I don't think... Well, come on. Brian McDonough is alive. So it, and I like Shea, so it's two more. <laughs> two more. Shattenkirk and two more defensemen. You got, you got Shattenkirk. You got to re-sign Brandon Smith. And I'm, I shit you not, you need a third defenseman. That's probably true. That's probably true. Because you need a you need enough defensemen and where Nikolin isn't on your roster. To play like they're playing in January. Yeah, you know, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm angry at them. I'm not happy with their play. At the same time, how can even you if they were playing, even if they were playing better, I don't know if the Rangers are winning hockey games. Because again, the I think the problem that you or I never discussed, realized, or wanted to admit 
is that the Rangers offense is deeply flawed. It's very good, but it's deeply flawed. You cannot expect to beat the same team four times in a two-week stretch by playing only transition hockey. At some point, you need to have established possessions in the offensive zone and you need to control the puck. Well, you would think players like JT Miller and Kevin Hayes, who's shown offensive competency all year, could could do that again now, but they can't. But the, the Rangers have been most successful when they ignite their offense through transition. And if the players are being told to play a transition style hockey game, Kevin Kevin Hayes would play differently in a different offensive structure. The problem is the Rangers offensive structure right now is almost entirely dependent on the transition game. And if you take away the transition game, right. what do the Rangers have? Now, the question should be, should the Rangers be better at possession hockey anyway? Probably. And I think if every offensive forward was playing better than they are, they would be. At the same time, the defense has been so bad that it's nearly impossible. It's almost like the Rangers are playing five on four every time they're on the ice, especially when you break up Shea and Smith. The best Ranger possessions they are, are happening. They are back together Smith now, Smith but the, the last the pairing is Stahl Holden, which is a nightmare. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, so, okay, but that's still a third of that game. Uh-huh. The Rangers have looked, the best the Rangers have looked in offense is when Shane Smith are on the ice and they're controlling the puck and your forwards are allowed a little bit more leeway outside of the transition game. When they're not on the ice, the offense is gone, completely Let, gone. Last topic before we get to our guest, Caitlin McCabe, and we'll talk about that in a second. MSG is notoriously quiet sometimes, and it really bugs me out. And I don't know what if it's the size of the arena or like I expect like suits to be there during the regular season, right? I I don't know why that this shouldn't bug me. I get it, but the game itself was just dead quiet the entire game. Now was that the product on the ice? Probably. You've been to MSG in games that were very exciting and loud, uh, i.e., Game Seven of the Capitals Rangers series, right? But did you did the atmosphere really kill it for you too? If I'm a player and none of my fans like I know this shouldn't affect me, but like. The, the, like, you could feel the tension in the crowd itself. Like, they knew that they weren't playing well, and they've kind of fed off each other right away. Am I wrong in that? I hate this storyline. Here's why I hate this storyline. Tell me. As much as fans like to think they can affect the outcome of a game and players say fun things like, um, you know, the fans really motivated us tonight. They really lit a fire under us. If Chris Kreider needs me cheering in order to play well, what the fuck is wrong with Chris Kreider? Yeah. Why do you need that? You don't. It's the same reason, like, what's the excuse for the Rangers winning a game on the road then? Ah, the Canadian fans were so loud it pissed us off. So then, like, that... It's just... It, that's not feasible. The Garden, the fans, the garden itself... Should the Garden have been loud last night? No. The, what did the Rangers do to deserve any kind of applause? But even at the start, it was a graveyard. It was like someone died. It was really something else. I, I, I don't know. It, it just, it bugged me that it was so quiet. That. I, I reject the, the notion that, oh, the Rangers would have played better in the first five minutes if the and cloud, that's fine. cloud was more lively. You could do that. That's fine. And I, I totally agree with you, by the way. But it, it, it still kind of irks me in a way that the MSG could be so quiet. And then the Bell Center is a goddamn, like, I can't even, it, it's a sound doesn't, machine. It doesn't irk me at all. You're going to make me pay $200 for a playoff ticket and then that's the product I have to watch? Fine. That's fair. Like, I, 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 I. New York sports fans, in my mind, are 
the best live sports fans in the world. And I know that's a biased opinion. It's just, look, the difference between New York sports fans and other sports fans is New York sports fans do not have a problem telling you you fucking suck, even if you play on their team. Extra heavy on and the cursing today. <laughs> I, look, did you see the game last night? Yeah. If people, God, get out of your safe spaces, guys. Words are words. It's not going to hurt you. No, but if right, I say just, a word. I'm just saying, you know, it's all, relax. Well, okay. Now you have me angry. And, you I know, know, I know what I did. My, you've interrupted my bedtime. I, I know what I did. You, you've mentioned cursing. I did. I just, here, before I get back on the Rangers, let's dissect how someone could be offended by a curse word. <laughs> okay. It's a word. It is not attacking you. It is not insulting you. Well, unless I'm calling you right. a motherfucker, then yes, I am insulting you. Yeah, that's the um, whole point. That's the whole but purpose. It's a, it's a word. Words are meant to highlight the beauty of the English language. And the most beautiful words in the English language it's fuck. curse words. Yeah, it's fuck. They're incredible. They're amazing. They add spice. They add zest to your life. If you're not using curse words, what are you doing? Like, what is your life? I honestly <laughs> could not relate to someone who doesn't curse. And, it doesn't make sense to me. And I just want to say, advertisers out there, listen, we're great for kids. So, <laughs> hey, look, I'm not, I'm not, no, I don't, no. I don't care if a five-year-old listens to this podcast. And plus, <laughs> if, if a five-year-old knows what's good for him or her, he'll hear a couple curse words, get himself tough, and put him or herself in difficult situations to make him or herself better for the future. Headline. Hashtag headline. Bouchard's breakaway host wants kids to hear the curse words, such as. Yeah. <laughs> My kid. <laughs> I was about to say something really Let's bad that I shouldn't say. Not do that. Um, Stay there. away from it. Uh, I'm just going to um, help you as a person. <laughs> all of, that brings me to the point of maybe Adrian Peterson wasn't wrong to hit his kid with <laughs> no. <his> uh, <laughs> no. Listen, I love the Nintendo Switch more than the next guy, but I can't, I can't agree with Adrian on that one. Jeez. Uh, but back to the Rangers and their fans. We learned, it's, just, just it's for reference lazy. before we get on this. We learn a lot about ourselves today on the podcast. With Caitlin McCabe, oh. we go into sort of uh, why you know, guys suck. Why guys suck? Part. Being a woman on Twitter, texting between guys and girls. It, 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 she walks around the city, and I try phone, phone, call, phone calls getting interrupted because New York City, yada yeah. yada. That's what. No, that, but a little dicey. But go on. What I'm saying is, it is the laziest form of journalism to look at that Ranger game last night and ask the question, "Well, why weren't the fans involved?" The fans were – what have the Rangers given the fans to be involved? What did the Rangers do last night that screamed potential hope and excitement? No, they didn't I, do shit. Absolutely not. They did nothing. They did nothing. They did nothing. They had 14 shots through half, halfway through the third period. I they couldn't s- possess the puck. And they, they couldn't stop the Canadians. They committed stupid penalties. I am honestly surprised. The only thing that surprised me about the fans last night is they weren't booing louder. But they gave me no reason to cheer for them. None whatsoever. That's fair. I don't have much more else to say about that game other than it looked like a much slower game in general. It felt less physical. It felt like we were utterly dominated the whole game. And I I, I hope to come back on this podcast. I believe I will be recording a reaction podcast tomorrow night. Who knows? Um, But I I hope to come back on and at least say we played better even if we lost. It would be hard for the Rangers to play worse really would. So I'm I'm still sort of hopeful if we tie this game up that we could win, especially because we have the away advantage. So uh, we don't really want home ice, so that's fine. But I, I, I am leaning towards it's over. But I, I would love to have 
to be told raw. I would love to be raw. I would fucking love it. So I haven't I haven't seen anything from the Rangers in the last basically four periods of play if we're including overtime in Montreal. That five, suggests five the Rangers are like, capable of winning three more games in this series. Yeah, I agree with you. But I'm gonna keep my hope up and uh I'm gonna just just I'm I'm on I'm on a mellow ride now. I had hope before that. Now I'm just going into it with just don't embarrass yourself and, and play your heart out. That's all I ask. It's really not that hard. Yeah. I uh, I went from being yeah. wishy washy heading into the series. And I think you and I were talking, <laughs> Phil Simmons, you hey. and I, Phil Simmons, Phil Sims, we were talking off the podcast um, about why I wasn't excited for this playoff series to start. And I think deep down, I think I realized the Rangers just weren't that good. So I wasn't getting my hopes up. I mean, I still think this team's good. I just don't, they, don't, they didn't show it whatsoever. The way that this team played in game one was a team I'd never seen before. That's the team I want the next game. That's what I need the next game. Otherwise, we're not winning. I think that there are parts of this Rangers team that are very good. But I think the collective unit is one that cannot go deep in the playoffs. And I don't, I'd be, at this point, I'd be more surprised if they get out of the first round. Well, we will certainly find out. I will be doing a reaction podcast. I'm sure, I don't think you will be because you'll be most likely dead at that point in time. Uh, right now, I mean, asleep. That's, I'm not going to jinx anything here. And uh, that's about it. So we're going to move on to our Caitlin McCabe interview. Uh, she's a Gotham sports writer slash journalist slash rugby fiend, which we don't get into. And uh, we talk a little bit about uh, being a woman on Twitter, as we said, and some other stuff. The interview itself is a little tough. I try to edit it as best as possible because she is walking around the city. So there is a lot of background noise. So I did my best possible with that. We're going to have Caitlin back on when she's uh, more settled down in a quiet area in the future. But for right now, we're going to go over to her. So before that, Greg... Do we have any last thoughts? Because we're just going to sign off after the Caitlin interview. Uh, no. It seems like no. Let's go, Rangers. I just want, if we win this, listen, if we lose this game, the series is over. That's it. End all, be all. It's over. And I think the series is already over. Fine. If we win this game, I disagree. But that we'll see that. Everyone, good luck surviving tonight's game. And we'll see you once it's over. Over to Caitlin McKay. Goodbye. And we're back with Kayla McCabe, a longtime guest in the works, over a year and a half. She's finally here. Her title is writer, journalist, and she doesn't know. Caitlin, say hello. Person. Hello. Person. Person of interest that we've been been pining yeah, to get on this podcast. Something like, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you are a longtime Ranger man, fan. Ranger man. Wow. Ranger fan. And also a <laughs> suff- not. suffering Mets fan, as a la my co-host Gregory. Uh, we've wanted to get you on the show to really talk about your true feelings of the state of both the Rangers and the Mets right now. So if you'd like to vent it out, feel free. I'm still allowed to swear, right? Yep. Uh, we, you know what? Listen, we get some emails that are like, stop with the swearing, it's shameful. But listen, we don't really care, so go ahead. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> no one. I, I fucking hate both of them. Those are my, those are my feelings. You hate both, like... Oh, well, the Mets, I, it's, I just, it's brand okay. new. Here's the thing. People people don't understand. When you're, like, on Twitter or whatever, I've had this discussion with many people, like, in Twitter, for example. People don't understand that the point of Twitter is to just ramble and say whatever the hell you want. It doesn't make sense because no one's going to stop doing do whatever you want. I.e. I, the so, president, course, right? Twitter, it, so Twitter is for all that, like, schizophrenic. Like, I love the Mets. I hate the Mets. I love Hank. I hate Hank. It's for all of that crap. 
So yeah, today I just hate them because if you look at the Mets, their bullpen is killing all their starting pitchers. And if you look at the Rangers, basically everyone, <laughs> yeah. i.e. the defense, is killing Hank. No, so I mean, and I don't even like Hank. So wow. it's come to the point, I've just given up. Wow. I'm just like in a puddle. I'm in a puddle of like no tears because you... I can't even cry of sadness because you... I saw it coming. You're a hot take machine. Did you just say, I don't even like Hank? Because that's crazy. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah. Well, when I was on Woo's podcast, he's like, okay, we need to talk about how you don't like Hank. And the thing is, is that it's not that I don't like him. It's that I accept that he's getting old, you know, and people don't want to talk about what's coming after Hank because he's the franchise goalie, but he's not always. Did we lose you there, Caitlin? Are you? Oh, there you are. You're back. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, I know. We lost you for a second. All right. So, Greg, I, I know you probably have a bunch of rambling questions to ask the Cape because we've waited so long. Hey. Do you have one teed up? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> the answer um, is no. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good yeah, afternoon. He's hardly awake for us. Yeah. No, this is. Oh, this I know. This one's bad. I'm fucking tired. It's like, it's like the Rangers. So yesterday, I don't know if I told you guys this. I set my alarm. Uh, the, I thought I had everything timed out perfectly where the game ended around four. So I had three hours in my mind to take a nice long nap. Set my alarm for seven o'clock. My alarm went off for an hour and a half before I woke up. <laughs> yeah. So how does that even happen? It's I, look. It happens when you stay up until ten o'clock the two nights before. The fast movie is the best thing in the world. Wait, you you saw like what was your real review of the fast movie? Because I've only heard lukewarm things. You loved it. The it's not a movie. It's it's like a life experience. Okay, it's a lifestyle. I, I can't even. So are you like, I so I'm in I'm in a Slack group for a Gotham Sports Network, and I don't really contribute much of value, but I feel like something I wrote the other day really just like affected tons of people. It was maybe, when, what day was it? It was Thursday or Friday. It was maybe around noon, and I just messaged, guys, I can't function at work. I need to know. Why is Fast and the Furious such a good movie franchise? I, and, like, I, I was dead serious. I could not function at work because this is all that I was wondering. Well, I, how much time do we have? Men. We have a whole lot of time on this podcast. Men. Oh, my God. I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. Any, anything beyond, like, Cars and fire and like drama oh, and girls. You're forgetting that's, that's the, really all. You're forgetting the key word, family. Like you, you're not. Okay. Ta- oh, you're not talking oh, about I'm family, Caitlin McCabe. I'm not a huge <laughs> fast guy because I, I've admittedly only seen the, the first three, and Greg wants to punch me in the face every time I say that. But you know, mm-hmm. what I do know it's about family. So speaking of family, let's move and back Paul to the, Walker and Paul. Oh, rest in peace, rest in peace, Paulie. <laughs> but moving it back to the to the Rangers just for one second. Are you already resigned to? Are you in a circus right now? First off, second off, are you already resigned? Am I what in a circus? There's a lot of background noise. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm in the city. Oh, you know, I'm in the real. I'm in the real. I'm. I'm not by MSG though. Okay. I'm a few blocks up, but oh, yeah, th- that explains. Now you are in a circus, so that's correct. But um, <laughs> are you already resigned to a loss in this series? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's over, baby. Boy, I mean, <laughs> yeah. In all, in my, I mean, I thought they put in like a little more of a fight, but in my bracket, I definitely had Montreal. Oh my god! I will say, Jeez. like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be the diehard fan that like 
always believe that they're going to win because that's bullshit. I, I, I mean, if you look at so, well, hockey stats, my, whatever the hell his name is on Twitter, maybe he listens and we'll get mad at me. I don't know. Probably not. But apparently, Corsi put out these stats that basically all of the goals, like 94% of the goals that Hank has faced, have all been like extreme like threat, extreme danger. Yeah. It shows that the defense is doing absolutely nothing. So, I mean, the Rangers are completely fucked unless they pull that together. And I just don't see it happening at this point. Gregory? Mac- Especially because we know how they perform at MSG. I just... The question that's been circling around the co-Ranger and Met Twitter, if you're given power of both teams, but you can only make one or two million, do you get rid of Barry Collins or do you get rid of Elaine Vigneault? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I, okay. I okay. feel like this is a very subjective opinion, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is right, but I'm going to say it anyway, because why not? But I feel like the problem with the Rangers isn't the coach, it's the players. And I feel like on the Mets, oftentimes it's Terry Collins just being extremely stupid and continuing to play players that shouldn't be playing. Uh, I'd say that's the same thing that AB is doing. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just trying to hate on the players as much as possible. I, I think if, if we're looking at, I think the Mets roster is more talented than the Ranger roster. Oh, but entire. They, oh, well, I mean, if we're looking at it at that, one hundred percent. At the same time, there are easy fixes to the Rangers lineup, and AV just hasn't ever wanted to make the easy fixes. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, what are you referring? I, I'm not down. I'm not down. I know for a fact. I know for a fact that Greg Farah fires Teller Terry Collins. It's not close. Like it's, <laughs> no, I, I think I think I fire AV. No way. Honestly, I think I'm at a point with AV where I just want him you gone. care way but, more about the Mets and Terry I, Collins. I don't think. Well, the, I think the difference between like Mets fans and Rangers fans is that well, I mean, there are many differences, many differences. But like at least five times during one season, Mets fans will go on this like back and forth between like fire Terry Collins, keep Terry Collins, and with AV, you either like him or you don't. But there is a gray area, but it's not as like consistently schizophrenic as Mets fans. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's accurate because. Here's the thing with Terry. I want to like Terry. Terry seems like he's got all the players on his side, and he says the right mm-hmm. thing in the media. My problem with Terry mm-hmm. is he's a fucking idiot, <laughs> and it's hard for me to get over that very important factor with Terry. But you know, there's just when Terry does some shit with no explanation, every now and then it works. Whereas mm-hmm. he, aside from Tanner Glass scoring the game-winning goal in Game One. The shit he tries usually doesn't work because he also doesn't try anything. He just like, he realizes he has crap, and instead of trying to do something different with the crap, he's just like, no, this is what I have. We're just yeah, he just sticks with the crap. He sticks yeah. with the crap. Shout out like, to there's no reason. There's no reason with how badly Kevin Klein played. Oh my the God. solution for game four isn't, oh, I guess we have to go back to Nick Holden. That's not the only defender you have. Like, you have other guys. Exactly. They're sitting right there. What are you doing? Face shot I feel the passion. I feel the passion. <laughs> Face shot to Adam Clendenning just being like, me? Me? <laughs> the stats? Oh, my God. It's, it's just... Your favorite. Yeah. Oh, we like that guy. It, yeah. it truly is unreal how AV is... is uh, he 
so stubborn. Like that's the only word I can think of with AV. It has to be stubbornness because it, it cannot be some deep philosophical belief on his part that he just doesn't think. It well, speaking of shittiness, what the hell is Chris Kreider doing? Nothing. Well, I mean, nothing. Listen, I can I say that about that. most of the team. Here's the bad news, McCabe. There's only one player who's done anything, and his name is Tanner fucking Glass. And that's really where I'm exactly. at right now. That's a bit horrifying. That's horrifying. Oh, that's beyond horrifying. I spent an entire year... I saw your tweet, I saw your tweet earlier about he's the only player making it spark. It, it, God, I was like... I was wasting five minutes trying to come up with some, like, last pun to respond to that with. But, yeah, like, it's, 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 it's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's really oh, bad. Oh, whoa, I think I just passed people that went to school with me. Wow. Okay, never mind. Wait, hello. Back, back to Rangers. Call, back call to Rangers. <laughs> well, listen, we won't, we won't keep you much longer because I know you're in the middle of... Uh, oh, no, I'm still walking. It's uh, cool. Oh, I'm no. Walking. Go ahead, then. <laughs> we good. We Gucci. We got time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Caitlin, if we have exactly. time, then, let's, uh, let's tackle the real issue. Why do men suck on Twitter? Why do men suck? On Twitter. Just on oh, Twitter. Oh, about else. About all the, else. Just, just in general? You about, could, like, the sexual harassment? Or just why do men suck? Just on Twitter. Let, let, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's not do, like, the generalized things that could hurt me and Greg. Let's just talk yeah. about on Twitter. Okay. Well, okay, so when you, have to, when you have to craft something into 140 characters, okay, and, like, if you, okay, look at text messaging, for example. Like, Women will go on all these like eloquent long text messages, and then a guy will just respond with two words. That's why men suck on Twitter. Listen, I write theses in my text messages. I'm all about the thesis to the ladies. That's that's all it's about. But I can't just do that. I I don't like the we're going back and forth here, and this is a terrible topic for me to do. I don't like when people go ha ha or, or respond with emojis. What do I do to emojis, Caitlin McCabe? I don't know what to say. <laughs> I I mean I don't know. I could have an entire conversation with emojis, but I often if no. I just send an emoji, it's often unless it's like a smiley. I don't even. The, uh, the emoji I'm means like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of saying this because I because I've probably done it to Greg. Like, but I don't mean it the way that I'm going to say it. Okay. I mean, if, great. if they're like, if they're if there are guys that I don't know who are like hitting on me or whatever, like if they slide into my DMs or something, you know, I will often just send like an emoji, and that's kind of my way which, of ending the conversation. Which means stop talking, <laughs> and I immediately always say I don't know how to respond to that. Please give me permission. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. it's the yeah, the, the amount of times I've gotten the laughing so hard I'm crying emoji and nothing else from Caitlin is now making perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do it. See, this is different. It's different. Okay, but getting back to the point that Greg made, Greg <laughs> I, made uh, I just, emojis I just, are stopped. Now, now, now I have to think of how I talk to women because I didn't even think. I was doing it. <laughs> I thought I was just like, oh, God, the Mets suck. And I this is what I do all day. My friends just message me, and they're like, yo, so this, do I, like, text her or whatever? And I'm just like, fuck, my whole love, love life isn't shit. Why do I have to help all you people with yours? This but was How to I Fix do. the Rangers, but this is now How to Fix Yourself with Ryan, Greg, and Caitlin. So, um, yeah. <laughs> are, you said the texting reason is the only people guys suck on Twitter. That cannot be the only reason. You said what? The, I the, said what? The texting reason or the small character amount? Uh, I mean, just like, I don't know. Maybe like it's the whole like superiority complex that they can say whatever they want because the internet's not going to stop them. You know, some, something about that probably goes to aspect. But like, who are, are you? 
are you basically asking me why do you two suck on Twitter? No, no, or, I'm definitely not getting to that I, point because I don't post enough because that's why I suck. And Greg. That's true. That's true. And Greg. I think I actually think I rock the Twitter game because my gift game is strong. You Twitter well. You Twitter. It's all about the gifts. If you don't gift, if you're not if you're not funny on Twitter as a guy, you're not doing Twitter right. See, I'm a Reddit person. Like, I like to go on the Reddit thread, game threads, and comments on everything, mm-hmm. and post stuff there. But yeah. I should be Twittering more. I know. I'm a, I'm a failure as a person. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, tw- tw- Twitter is about like practicing all the jokes that you maybe like want to say out loud, but you can't actually do it. So you test them out on Twitter. I have terrible like, news. Like, I do say those jokes, and they do not go well. Like most of the time, <laughs> I'm not really about censoring myself ever. Almost ever. So, yeah. uh, but you know what? That's that's the glory of Twitter. You can either delete it or you can just like type a lot more dumb shit that'll cover it up on your timeline and no one will see it. Yeah, basically, I only use Twitter to try and get Adam Clendenning to like my tweets. And you know what? I have a pretty high <laughs> success rate at that. It works. Good. Adam, after when you're a free agent, come on the podcast. Adam. 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 We just want uh, him on. All right. All right, Kaylin. So, <laughs> Kaylin, what, uh, what's, your, what's your end game? Like, what's your dream job? That's that's always been my question. I think I know this answer. I think we lost her at right. the same time. Yeah, I think she hung up. Wow, what a what? A, what a <laughs> oh, she's calling me back on my phone. This is gonna, ah, this well, is gonna be entertaining. Okay. Hold this, on, this, I'm putting this, her on speaker on my phone next to my mic. I don't think that's gonna work. Oh nope, it didn't work. So that that everyone has been an interview with Kayla McCabe. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to we'll let her respond on the Twitter with what her dream job is. You can follow her on Twitter at Greg, help me. Uh oh, I oh boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, hold boy. on. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Give me a second. What Good podcast. What I'm really trying to say is this has been our best interview. Kayla was in the middle of the city. I will try and interview. You took a big page out of my book. Uh she like <laughs> I've never walked around New York City while podcasting. Oh, I've definitely walked. You've driven in a car while podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Um, her her Twitter is at kam thirty one ninety four. There you go, and you can follow her. She's a good follow. Obviously, uh, has a lot of hot takes and opinions. Like I don't like Hank and all that stuff. Hank and all that stuff. She doesn't like cake too. Oh, I don't know what just happened. I think we got a message from her, and I punched her my mic. Oh, she wants me to call back. So we're gonna call her right back. We're we're gonna keep this yeah. rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, why not? Okay, why not? this is a terrible podcast. Sorry. Here we go. Hang up. <laughs> Yeah, who cares? It's a metaphor for the Rangers season. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, well, at least we talked a lot of Rangers before this, right? Anyway. Uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we need, like, old music. Hello, there yes. she is. What's up? We just plugged your Twitter I'm in, and, and talked about how you're I'm in the city. So that's good. Um, Greg was asking a question. <laughs> Greg, go ahead. Uh, it was perfect that your phone died out because I asked what your dream job was and then it just went silent. <laughs> So, <laughs> perfect timing on my your dream job. Oh, I mean, mind you, of course, I am like 23, so theoretically, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. But I mean, like, see, like, part of me really, I, okay, this is going to sound really like, basic, but part of me really wants to be like um, the on screen, like SNY or like MSG reporter. It's like always the token female, but like whatever. Because I don't like I've never played, so I feel like if you haven't, if you're not a professional athlete coming from the sport, going into analysis, like I don't know, it's almost awkward for me to envision myself in yeah. that role next to like someone who actually has legitimate experience. Yeah, it's really tough so, for us a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I can see. I would love to do that, um, but 
I, I don't know. I think that's kind of like, I'm more, I, I love writing, but I'm definitely more into the whole like podcasting or like moving beyond writing phase of my life. So I don't think I'd want to just be like a beat writer for a newspaper or something like that. Has has SNY ever had? Maybe I'm just being ignorant. Uh, I only watch Met games on SNY. I don't really watch anything else. Have the Mets ever had like a strong female reporter? Not really. I mean, not really. They have like Alexa Dat who does like a a little thing, and she's on like 120 Sports or something. And she's no, she does like Mets games in field. Not really reporting, more just like presence stuff for SNY. But I mean, yeah, she's definitely there. But no, they've they've never really they've never had like a Michelle Beadle, if you will. Or or your girl Katie Nolan. My girl. Oh, oh Katie Nolan, my girl. Yeah, she's yeah. A- th- that is interesting. I never really realized that the Met sideline reporters have been either Chris Cotter, Kevin, yeah. Yeah. or Steve Gill. They're all good. They're all good. I'm not criticizing yeah. any of them. It's just I know other teams have like. You know, I mean, Amanda Borges, perfect example. Yeah. Like, she's perfectly good. Mm-hmm. Guys. The me- the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we don't – I want her job. So, if you could just hit her up on Twitter and tell her that I want her job, that'd be great. I really appreciate it. You know, I, I know – Whose job? Uh, her, Amanda Borges. I would like to be the Rangers social media oh, yeah. coordinator. And, you know, I'm pretty much yeah. eye candy also. So, I, I understand. <laughs> like, it's hard for me on Twitter. So, I, uh, it, I will definitely get down to get that job. I do not know what Greg and I are trying to do. But I will say, MSG, sup? Sup? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm 20. Caitlin is like, oh, I'm 23. Yeah, 23 I don't, I don't know what to do. do. I'm like, 28. I have no idea what Yeah, I we're both do. like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think anyone. No. I want to pay rent yeah. every month. That's really all I want to do. <laughs> I like okay. Hey, Greg, Greg teaches me what, like, phrases the kids are using these days. So I, Greg is still on top of I told Caitlin, word up. And she was just like, I, I don't know what you're trying to say. And I'm like. I, I get it. I'm a loser. It, I don't know why you're pointing this out. Well, like, no. if you if you said if you said word, like I would get that. Word, word up. up. Is, word up's really nineties. Like that's super old. Like the kids said kids these days say bet. Bet, son. I'm that was really white. That was the whitest thing I've ever done. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't when yeah, I, but when I, was, I, say I was bet, like, that usually means I make a bet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's not that's not the terminology. I'm showing how old I am and I have nothing to do with it in my life. And I'm in a depression, everyone. This is what's happening for my sports <laughs> life. So, Caitlin, if I, if, I said, life if I said that's lit fam, would you have understood what I meant? Yeah, definitely. She's on Twitter. I mean, like, maybe. I would probably have laughed at you. You're on I Twitter. You have to know what that lit fam means. Like, that's yes, like the number I, yeah. one everyone says. I Twitter. Yes, I yeah, Twitter. There you go. Oh, man. So I feel like right, we've touched a lot of sports on this podcast. Uh, is there any final remarks you'd like to give on the Mets and Rangers other than I hate them? And I hate Hank. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so Rangers, as I've said a thousand times, they need to start getting younger, which they know, but they obviously refuse to do. Um, and I think, obviously, the defense needs to wake up, and they need to do something about Holden and Chris Kreider, where the hell are you? Those are kind of like what I've been thinking, just not formulated into articulate sentences. Um, and about the Mets, I mean, how much time do I have? When when's Conforto going to start? That's my real question. Wait, like, Bruce do, is on a hot streak. I, I don't even but... want No, I do. No, keep going. Area. Keep going. <laughs> Are you just going to let me? <laughs> I just, if, if, if I get started, like, Conforto does something. He gets one at-bat a game, and in that one at-bat, he always does something. Where I'm like, I don't understand why no, he's not I mean, starting every day. 
I mean, like, I don't think he should, I, I don't think he's ready to be in the field and be, like, the fielder. But, I mean, definitely he's proved at bat that he, he knows what he's doing. And he's, ugh, I mean. Mac, I got, I, I got, I got news for you. I don't want to, like, devalue your opinion. There is no way he's a worse center fielder than Curtis Granderson. It is impossible. That he's worse? Yeah, Curtis Granderson is the slowest, fast person I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he's like terrible. Everyone, oh, oh, everyone he's talks terrible. about Granderson having speed. Uh, he may have mm-hmm. at one point in time. He doesn't yeah, have Oh, honey, I agree with you. Don't worry. <laughs> Granderson is old. I mean, how old is he now? What, like? 36. 36. Thir- yeah. Mid to yeah. late 30s? I think he's 36, 37. Yeah, okay. So he's, he's getting up there. That like veteran Jose presence, Ryan. though. You know, that's what you got. You need that, that veteran presence and toughness and, and to be able to draw walks. I didn't know we had Terry Collins on the podcast. Oh, How did that happen? <laughs> you like that impression? All right, listen, McCabe. I fucking hate the coaches of my We got to record the actual first part before Greg falls, falls asleep here. So it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, you want to Yeah, bring, to- bring me back when we're going to, like, legitimately – I don't know, but yeah, it was nice. To when you're, when you're not walking around on. New York City, we can bring you back. Is that what? You're yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this summer, we'll be doing a lot of nonsense, so feel free to come back for some of our Wonderful. nonsense pods and Mets stuff. So. Oh, that that sounds fabulous. Great. All right, McKay, plug your Twitter one more time, okay. and we'll say goodbye. What? One more time? Plug your Twitter. Go ahead. Okay. At am three one nine four. There you go. Go give her a follow, and then we'll go from there. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.